All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. Norwich 1, Aston Villa 5. Yeah. Connor Hurahan. Up the villains. Connor Hurahan and Wesley made your dream team. You want to talk about Wesley, Dave? No, 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 no. I, I wanted to ask Brian how he felt uh, seeing Villa turn in five goals and McGinn getting none of it. I mean, everyone everyone who bought McGinn was saying the same thing. It's the reason why FPL's official Twitter account was responding to somebody asking every every single time saying that wasn't Mc, that's not McGinn. And them having to say correct. Because everyone was expecting... That's why I, I don't know how it's you would look impo- at a final so scoreline and say, how did McGinn not have a hand, not an assist on any one of yeah. the five I so really was tempted to not just take my first negative four, but to go to a negative eight this week. Oh, wow. And I, what I would have done, if I had done that was instead of going from KDB to Sun, I would have gone from KDB to McGinn uh-huh. and then used that money to go from Firmino to Aguero. Wow. I'm glad I didn't do that because I would have gotten about the same number of points for additional negative points, right? Right. So I'm glad I didn't do that. But honestly, when I saw the goals continuing to pour in on the scoreline during that, you know, that the 10 o'clock, I was watching Liverpool during this you know, window, of course, uh, and I saw Villa just kept scoring goal after goal. I'm like, oh, McGinn's doing it, and I'm going to regret every minute of this. But I didn't. But I still want John McGinn in my lineup, and I'm probably still going to do it. Yeah. Dave, are you looking at stats right now? Yeah. On this? Yeah. Well, yeah. What do you want to see? Well, if, if you're looking at it, I was going to not. I'm not going to ask because you can see already. Oh uh, no, uh, I'm not looking at that page. So go ahead, ask me. How many shots did Norwich take here? <sighs> just a guess. Five one. How many shots did Norwich take? Four. Do you know? No. You want to guess? Two. No. You're both wrong. Norwich took 21 shots Come in on. this match. <laughs> Norwich on. took 21 shots. Every single person, except their two, two of the three substitutes, every single person who touched the pitch, well, and their goalkeeper, took at least one shot. That's amazing. It's an amazing Todd Cantwell stat. took four shots. Of course he did. Every single person had at least one go at it. So I didn't watch it. I'm sure there was mo- there were moments that were exciting. I'm sure the the uh, penalty save probably gave Norwich fans a glimmer of hope for for a second. I just I mean I I'm I just think it's not happening right now for Norwich, and it's the reason why I don't. I well, don't. Their injuries I, are killing them. Yeah, it's the injuries true, are not Timo helping. Timo Pukki's also had two, two, and one in his last three matches. I know there's at least one person in our 
mini mini league. What do we call that? A super league? No, that's our mini league. Our mini league. I the, can't. The keep main it fantasy soccer FC podcast. League, the one we talk about. At I the like end. to reference as a super league. Okay, so in our mini league, that's correct. I know there's at least one player who is wild carding after the international break, and I think he's sending Pookie out. Yep. Is that the right move at this point, Dave? Look, I still feel great about winning the Pookie bet. But right the bet now, with, with me about whether or not he absolutely. scores a dozen goals. Look, right now with their injuries, it might not be a good time to own Pookie till after Christmas. Hey, do you remember when I sat here no, on stop this podcast? This. No, hold on, I'm not going to let you gloat over this. After because they their beat injuries, Manchester have, City, their injuries have done them in. And I said, "Well, looks like Norwich has peaked. It's only going to go down from here." And here we are after three more matches. It's been pretty rough. Their injuries have done them in. Points are points, It has not Dave. been their play. Points are points. I get it. You're absolutely right, but points are points. Team Ipuki's not getting them out of the relegation zone. He's not doing it. We we need to discuss very possibly one other player on Villa, right? Don't we, Brian? Another, another midfielder. Yeah. Anwar El Ghazi. In, in his last three weeks, five, seven, nine. What say you about... Anwar El Ghazi. Wait, you got to go one week further back because he had three prior to that run. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to go to that one. I but, wanted to have the stats in three, my favor. Three, five, seven, nine. He's ba- He's going to get eleven against Brighton in game week nine. Well, honestly, they're against the Trash Birds. Is this possible that could happen? I, I think the, old, the, the OG Trash, trash Birds. <laughs> I think there are. Yeah, the start of season Trash Birds. Not not current. I think there are bargains all over the Aston Villa squad. And I think McGinn was... I think if you were deciding on buying McGinn for, say, $6.50, and you had the decision between McGinn at 6 and, a half and El Ghazi at 5 and a half, if that was a decision, I would say that you'd maybe look at El Ghazi. But McGinn's 5.8 right McGinn now. McGinn is only 0.3 yep. more than him right now, and I just would... Trust the but before we again before we talk about Gossip. anyone else, Dave. Here's the schedule: Brighton at City, Liverpool at Wolves, Newcastle, and then at United and Chelsea. Leicester after that. I mean, they're playing for the so-called top six. I know they're not top six currently, but for the so-called top six, throw Leicester in there. That's their next two months. That's not exciting. It's not great. It's not great. Brighton at, all. at home is exciting. At Manchester City. Wolves got them. Wolves got them. And what's dangerous for Manchester City right now is anyone who can take on either of the center backs that they throw out there, no True. matter who it is. True. Uh, and to me, it's it's uh, they could be had. It's not, it's not impossible, but you're not excited about it. Home to Liverpool is one where I think you'd probably say, I'm going to use anyone else that I've got. At Wolves, yes. Not, not terrific. Depends on what depends on what what kind of bump and form this is for Wolves. You're not scared about playing Newcastle and Manchester United and Chelsea have all kinds of goals in them, especially Chelsea. That's true. No, I don't think it's I don't think it's I was that say, Manchester United at the current moment doesn't have all kinds of goals. I don't know though. If you're Aston Villa, you're not gonna feel great about. It. I guess if you're a John, Mc, if you're any Villa player owner, you're not going to feel great about a United or Chelsea matchup, regardless of where they're at in the table at this point. I don't know. I don't think you have any fears of going into Old Trafford at the moment. Okay. Very good. 
All right, moving on to uh, we we have to take a moment just to discuss one other two other matches that took place. Let's start with West Ham one, Crystal Palace two. I just want to bring this match up, not because there's anything else to discuss with the Dream Team. There's not. We're done with the Dream Team, but we need to have a Martin Kelly moment. Now I'm going to keep <laughs> it. I'm going to keep it to just a moment because Brian might kill me if I don't. I'm going to give out my honorary meaningless fantasy half point to any of our listeners out there who got Martin Kelly's seven points in their lineup, in their squad, in their total for this past game week. I say that because I'll bet most of you who actually still own Martin Kelly had him on your bench. That was me. That was some other people that I know. But if you're listening and you got his seven points because of his assist in this past game week, in your total for the game week, you, my friends, also get my honorary meaningless fantasy half point. I just had to find a way to get Martin Kelly in there. Somehow, Brian, please don't kill me. It's the reason why you buy him. His assist potential. (laughs) You're so spiteful. He's doing it right now, man. He's doing it. He's making the most of it. Ryan, 25% of 6, 7 million people own Martin Kelly. Play him. Play him next week. Yep. Play him after the break. Yep, they're home to city. That's it. Absolutely play him. And now I'd say right now. And then then after that, Brian, they're at Arsenal. I would say now is the time. You get in now while Martin Kelly has this nice schedule, this nice run here. Tasty matchups, home to City, and then at Arsenal. And then Leicester, and then at Chelsea, and then home to Liverpool. Really, I'd say if there is a better time to buy Martin Kelly, I can't think of when it would be. I really hope our listeners know when our sarcasm is is coming through. Oh, buy him. Martin Kelly. Moving on. Burnley won Everton nil. We all know why he played, right? No, Brian. Tell us why Martin Kelly played. You know, you know the Probably answer. Probably because Tompkins or Sako or Sokko, someone got hurt Sokko in the warm-up. Did not, Sokko was not available. Yeah, exactly. There you That's go. Matt. All right. As I said before, Burnley won Everton nil. Uh, there's no one in the Dream Team from this match. Uh, there's one goal in it. A Burnley win at Turf Moor, Dave. Yeah. Old Burnley is new they... Burnley again. Yeah. Everton is still struggling. But I whoa, need whoa, whoa. to give out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. After eight matches, halfway through the first half of the season, just about the quarter way mark through the season of the Premier League, okay. Everton's in the relegation zone. Sure. So this isn't after the first week. This isn't after the first two, three, four weeks. Eight weeks into the season, Everton Football Club is in the relegation zone. That's a big deal. Well, they're also the source of Scott's stat of the day. Okay. And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. Stat of the day is the number six. Six. Six is probably the number of substitutes that they wanted to use in the match, but they could only use three. Valid. That's this great is from answer. the Burnley match? I the stopped Burnley, listening there for a minute. Yeah, the Burnley-Everton match. You busy with your wild oh, card? Oh, no, six is easily the number of minutes Burnley wasted in each half. <laughs> <laughs> there is no question. That's amazing. That, that, that has to be it, Scott. What is the actual... It's the number of red cards that Everton have picked up since the start of last season. It's wow, more than wow. any other club in the Premier League. Wow. It speaks to... I don't know. It speaks to maybe a lack of discipline. Hmm. I think it speaks to a struggle to maintain composure. 
there's obviously issues here at Everton, and we don't need to go into detail on this at this point, but there are some major red flags at Everton, if you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, I in the form of actual red cards. And, and I bring up the red cards, Brian, because I'm looking at you now. You know, we... Mm -hmm. We have a segment that we do whenever Seamus Coleman does anything of prominence, and he did something of prominence Ugh. here. He picked up the red card that I've alluded to with my stat of the day. Brian, what do you make of that? There really is only one explanation for what I think about that. You're kidding. Re really? It's clearly that one of these players on Everton is cursed. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know which one it is. Wow. Maybe under an Irish curse. Yeah. Can you play, every time we do this from now on, yeah. can you play Superstition by Stevie Wonder? Yes, absolutely. Like not the not maybe that intro. Let's get get into the song a little bit. Do you want me to leave that? Well, in? what I you want is for that. Yeah, yeah. What I want is more songs that are really really popular to get this podcast flagged okay. for some sort of <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> some sort of sure. uh, uh, you know just the right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Technically, I think we're only supposed to play it for like thirty seconds. The, I'm almost always we're under that. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. Why, that's where we're good. <laughs> sure. Rebound or whatever. <laughs> Boomerang curse. <laughs> Interesting. But unfortunately, since he's back on it himself, I have no choice but to give him the triple curse. Whoa. This is unprecedented. The triple? I didn't know there was one. Yeah. I don't want this to happen again, so I'm hoping a super curse might <laughs> finally break it out of him. We need Seamus Coleman out there, so. Yes, we do. Seamus, I have no choice. To name your curse. Curse ye, Seamus. May your house fall upon you. If you eat, may you not. <laughs> and if you do, <laughs> may you have red diarrhea. <laughs> curse ye, Seamus Coleman. Who wrote these? Uh, the Irish. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm nearly certain these yeah. have their origins in Ireland in various places around the country. Listen, we have Irish listeners. Uh, <clears throat> they can substantiate this for us. I do have, there's another one that's really great that I'm saving. Yeah, oh, good. Wow. Oh, so, good. But let's one. just hope we well, don't ever have to use it again. The sure. red diarrhea one was good enough. May we, may we never have to curse ye again, Seamus Coleman. I liked it better when we were cursing the players who were harming Seamus. Yes, I agree. I don't, I don't want to bring He brought it on himself with the red. That's what, true. What can we say? He's not a reckless guy. He's not one of those guys that goes out and does this kind of stuff. So hey, Maybe, not, He might be frustrated, though. Hey, hey, I can't imagine he's not. Eric Peters went out with an injury. Yes, he did. Scott, you own him. Yes, I do. Missed out on his clean sheet points. Yes, you did, but I did not because I owned Matt Luton and old Pope there and got all those clean sheet points. I'm really curious to see what happens with look. We talk like, like I don't. We can talk about this forever. I, we've said it. I feel like I've said it every week, and this is of varying degrees of of accuracy at this point based on actual 
on the field performance. Charlie Taylor's the first choice here. Was the first choice here. Wait, but Brian, was, Brian, was, stop. The 4.2 Charlie was Taylor? purchased enough times to drop from 4.5 to 4.2. We have people in our league who owned him. I'm talking to you, league, Drew, who owned Charlie Taylor to start the season. Because at, in the early, at least in preseason, the expectation was Eric Peters was going to be coverage. Right. Charlie Taylor gets hurt. Right. Here comes Eric Peters. And what I was going to say... So Taylor comes on for Peters in this match. Did Taylor just reclaim his position? Well, I not necessarily, because what I was going to say is we, I think the one thing we've learned from Burnley, and Burnley especially with this, once a guy's in there, I mean, it takes an injury pretty much to get them out. So, and it happened to Loughton last season. Loughton hardly played. I mean, he had it was Phil Bardsley most of the season last season. Yeah. If I re- if I remember no, correctly, right. so who was their other who was their other defender? Oh, well, S- Ward, Stephen Ward. Remember we talked about him. You I always called him, him John- Joel. Yeah. Joel Ward. Yeah, there was or, a lot of or Wards. John Ward. We got, we had that mix up forever. Stephen Ward was the, but he was <laughs> one of the desirable uh, yeah. defenders for a while for Burnley a couple seasons ago. Yeah. Once he was out of the side, he was gone. Yeah. We never saw that guy. All right, again. So, so if, what I'm if saying Taylor is, Taylor starts next week after the international if, yeah, break. If he comes back in and he's in there next week and does anything at a four-two, he is. That you is, have to go get him now. Right? Yeah, that is a shoe in. You get that guy and you just hang on. Yeah, but very good. I, I agree. We have not yet discussed Southampton one, Chelsea four. I think one of the more stunning realizations as I was preparing for our podcast is that here's a Chelsea match with four goals coming from all the right places. None of them made the dream team. So I wanted to give special mention to just Chelsea in general, Chelsea's offense specifically mm-hmm. in general. The, you, the, look, you better get on the mountain Abraham train. It's not going anywhere. Listen, I want, I own Mason Mount. I have no. Even though you were saying I, all I, his points last week were luck, I was poo-pooing him a little bit. It was mostly based on, like I said before, it was, it was a money mostly move. based on. I bought him on a money move, yes. Okay. Because I could, because at the time I bought him as a straight-up swap for Manuel Lanzini. Okay. So that has been an, the jewel uh, of is, West Ham. Yes, and it was, it pained me to do that. Okay. However, it's been but, a, it's, it's been, been a great move. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't like. I I said he didn't take a shot last week. He gets an assist. You like the assist. Obviously, you like it a lot better when he scores goals. Sure. But he didn't, you know, like Scott said, there's no bonus points. Who got the bonus points today? Who is max bonus points for, for Chelsea today? I got You're going to hate to hear this. Your guy, Willian, finishes, oh, no, with, finishes with eight and gets yeah. all three bonus points here. Yeah. For an assist. Frank Lampard praised Willian specifically post-match. You hate this. You hate that he's good. And you hate that he's having an impact because he's been really, really good since he's gotten back in. Okay, no, let's... Yes, he has had against the Trash Birds... 
and Southampton in why back to back weeks. Why is he's every- had a ten and an eight? And why is but everybody before, buying him? Why before, is everybody buying Chelsea? Because Dave, everyone he jumps. was hurt. But Dave, I get he it. has been hurt. Hold and Dave, on a Dave, second. You're saying Mountain Abraham, but why not also William City? After William? the next international break in a month's time is the only matchup between now and the new year that you don't like for Chelsea. I understand yeah. that. I love Chelsea's schedule. I own three blues, and it really pains me. Who's to say your that. third? Uh, Tamori. Oh, I added Tamori right. this past the week. The guy that you said on our pod last and week. And let me you tell you something. Add. When Chelsea's up three nothing, I'm like, yes, this is a good thing. And then they. And then. Lost freaking, I see a one. Which is exactly why we and, said uh, don't and buy Tamori. And then Brian reminds me of all Ings exists to do is to kill he's a clean Nick. sheet Danny, yeah, Danny Ings is here to take your clean sheet that's it that's but we said don't own, you and I agreed on this Dave on this podcast yeah, don't I, buy I Tamori yeah but I can't I can't get away from that that schedule the price. right that's what I'm saying everything about was, Chelsea is so inviting so why not Scott, yeah I couldn't I couldn't do it but why but, not? Right, so I mean, look, Williams look, at seven. Well, it's fine. Surely well, you can on. get to okay. him alongside. I'm not Mount. saying that it's going to be a bad move, okay? But what I'm saying is this: he started the two weeks before that, and against Wolverhampton and Liverpool, he had twos in both those matches. Okay, there was three goals combined scored that Chelsea had in those games, and he didn't get any of them. Brighton, then then they play Brighton and Southampton, and yeah, he has a ten and an eight. Lampard so, is in love. with I will William say right this. Now. Especially as a differential, and coming off the fact that he does have a ten and an eight, he's probably not leaving the lineup as a differential. No. He's only owned by one point four percent of fantasy owners. Okay, so if you like their schedule and you're willing to go up from, I, I'm not. Maybe you do own two mid- Chelsea midfielders, William and Mount. I don't not know. Terrible. That might their not be horrible. Their offense is amazing. William is at seven zero. So here, I guess here's my point. If he has a, there's already people probably buying him right now, Brian. That'd be my guess. And even if it's not in a massive amount of quantity, coming back from the break, if he starts again and he scores and/or assists and does anything when they're home to Newcastle, which is a probably good chance that he will, his ownership because it's already so low is going to skyrocket. Therefore, owning him before then will be a good thing. Willian, Does that make sense? Willian sure. in total transfers You're in <laughs> so far barely so, barely cracks the top six. But I love I how say, I love how yes, you're I'm only loving Willian because of his price. You don't care at all about how he's doing on the pitch. Well, okay. So I want to go. I want to say this. When has he ever truly been fantasy relevant? He's been relevant in the past, maybe, a couple seasons maybe ago. Maybe you might have owned him, maybe. I'm pretty sure if I did. If so, you can't remember it. Well, I don't want to own any of the guys you owned last season, okay? Now, two seasons ago, wow. yes, whoever you had, I wanted to own. Wow. And you know that's true. That's true. I had so, I had maybe the best season I'm ever going to have <laughs> two, two seasons, seasons ago. ago. Why didn't I retire then? Uh, listen, you did great. My, here's my point. I know I'm saying on one side of my face, out of my one side of my mouth. That's probably the proper. <laughs> That's the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I'm saying. Look, he only scored against Brighton and Southampton. Right. On the other side of that, I'm saying, look, it is possible in this in this Lampard offensive inspired Chelsea that these that that he might get better. And so if that's the or and or he might continue those scores. And so if that's the case, then then at seven zero, he's going to be worth owning. I just am. I'm a little skeptical. That it's gonna the eights and tens are gonna continue. All right, you're on the record. I I think that 
Callum Hudson Odoi still has the potential to be the pick of all of these guys. And he's a five nine, especially at his price. And he looked great here. And at five nine, I mean, this is a. I'll be honest, this is a season where I could easily justify having midfielders that are in the five and six pound range across the entire line. You easily could do that and spend money on prime defenders and forwards. You could you could it's justify it's that. It's interesting. Yeah, no, look, there's some people out there I'm who not, haven't used their wild cards yet and who could change things up and could do that. I, I, I might take another negative four after the international break just to bring in more Chelsea players. Brian. Uh-huh. We're roughly around halfway through the first half of the season, which yeah, is man. a way of saying we're almost a quarter of the way through the season. Yep. Second international break is upon us. So we're going to do a quick review, and I'm looking at you because I know you've prepared some things here to discuss what we've learned one quarter of the way through this current season. Yeah, in a segment we like to call, hey, what about these guys? <laughs> Hey, what about these guys? Brought to you by Land Shark Island Style Lager. When you're at the store and you don't know what else to grab, make it a refreshing Land Shark. It's hey, got, what about this beer? It's got all the crisp, nothing flavor of Corona, but without the guilty bloat of Corona's mind torturing television ads. Land Shark. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Basically, the idea here is I just oh, wanted so to. Give kind of a look ahead. Uh, I ha- I just thought, you know what? We're going into this second international break. You're probably looking at... There's a few players that we know for sure are coming back from some kind of injury or there's something going on with them that you okay. say they've underachieved, they have underperformed for whatever reason, but we've seen them at the top. Yeah. We've seen them higher. Right. Okay. So I just want to give you some names of some forwards, midfielders, defenders. We're going to skip goalkeepers here. I'm just going to throw names, and I want you to tell me if you buy a bounce back here. Buy a ba- I'm buying bounce backs. I guess we could have called this segment buying a bounce back. Okay, all right. So if you look through the total points at each position, that's one of the keys here. You see names that, you know, you look through every position, and you say, hey, look, some of these names are new. Some of the names you just say, do they belong here? I'd say most of the names at the top, you say, yeah, so far, based on performances and whatnot, it looks like they mostly belong. There are some names further down. That's what I'm interested in. So for forwards, I think most of the top 15, you look at it and you say, okay, I'm fine with this. Tammy, Pookie, they stand way out. They're, they're Jimenez. You know, they're, they are the guys who are really the standout guys you may not have expected to be there. Guys like Wesley, I'm not talking about. Okay, right? gotcha. I'm talking about Marco Arnautovic. Just kidding. I'm talking <laughs> about, let's talk about Diogo Jota to start with. Okay. So I know this might sound crazy to you, but there was a point early in the preseason where Diogo Jota actually was in a lot of fantasy Premier League squads. He had nine goals last season. He scored all of them after December 5th. Hmm. Last few weeks here have been marred by injury, but are you buying at any point, especially now with this kind of bump in form for Wolves? What about Jota? I am not. I'm not going to buy a bounce back. The stats are interesting, but I'm not. 
I'm not buying yet. I'm concerned that what happened to Norwich after they beat City might happen to Wolves after they beat City. You're not buying this form? Uh, I don't know. I, look, I, I, I like Nuno Espirito Santo and what he brings, and Wolves have a lot more talent. And they're somewhat still healthy. I, so who knows? I, but no, to, to this exact question, the answer is no. I'm not even a little bit interested, no. Okay. Do you care about either forward that has not played particularly well or at all for Watford? Gerard De La Feu, Troy Deeney. Knowing that Troy Deeney, when he comes back, will go, will resume spot kicks. We'll, we'll take back over penalty kicks for Watford. I think my boy, Kike Sanchez-Flores, might slowly be turning a corner with Watford. With that said, I'm not interested in any Hornets whatsoever. Do you Wa- Watford, after the break, after this international break, when they get a chance to breathe a little bit and, and do some things, they're interesting. I, it, we might see, I agree with Scott, there might be, we might see a different Watford after the break. I just find it odd that De La Feu, I'm not I, buying I, him. I no, don't think, I'm well, I just say he had 10 goals and five assists for Watford last season. That seems like a lot. I, I don't feel like I remember him doing that particularly much there was a point not so long ago you know he was in 10 percent of teams at one point that's crazy at, at preseason wow. a lot de la Feu. Uh, i just wonder about his minutes but either way i just feel like these are guys you've seen they've been considerations before we've seen it for them before that's why i'm asking dave alexander lacazette's really the only other heavy hitter and he's probably the heaviest hitter of all the forwards that are have not yet that it hasn't happened for them. Buying a bounce back or no? Absolutely buying a bounce back. I'm buying it enough to and wear... It might not be fair to ask me that, because obviously I'm, I'm probably slanted and no. jaded. But in... in um, Does he have a spot when he comes back? This, I think the second he's probably okay. healthy, he's coming back. And that's the problem with owning Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. His bounce back is legit enough to where I don't know which Arsenal forward to own, and therefore I don't want either one. And so... I, yes, I, I disagree, but not to the extent that I'm willing to own either one. I, I think they cancel each other Scott, out. In I terms understand of what you're. Relevant. I understand what you're I saying. I went back and forth between the two last year, and I had them both at the exact wrong time. So you know what? I could be completely jaded against both guys, and it might be. I, I'm not unbiased in this in this analysis. I totally get it. But at the same time, if I don't know which one's going to score the goals, I don't know which one to own. It's the it's the Mane versus Salah of Arsenal. Not really. The first three weeks, Lacazette had two goals in his in the three appearances he's right. had this season. That's and you can't tell me that if you were in, if you were an Obama Yang scored owner, in two of those three weeks. Right. As that's well. what I'm saying. I I but that but at that point it's the same thing. Only I think it's 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 made larger because of the gap in price. Because the now that, this okay. season it's a it's a dollar between Mane and Salah, and so everyone is kind of like, well, I'll just take Salah then. This is nine point three compared to eleven. Right. So it's it's a nearly two dollar difference. So I feel like it's. Either, I want to go where it's easy. Okay. Aguero, Kane, they're easy. They're playing right. Abraham, that's oh, easy. Oh, oh, but stop. Abomian. Callum Wilson is playing Aubameyang every week. has played every game. This so week far, against Bournemouth. This he played almost every game last year, enough to to win the Golden Boot. He, we've established he only won a portion of the boot. Did he win the golden boot? 
He won. He the has heel, his own golden boot at the his heel house. of the boot is his. They gave him a golden boot at, and he has a trophy at his house. Sure. Okay. So today he did not get an assist or it's goal shared. against Bournemouth. First time all year. It w- and that's true. That's so right. I'm just saying it, it, to me he. I don't, I don't want to go near either one. Question is production, and you look at their schedule, and it's mind-blowingly good. So <laughs> it's so good. So why? It's so, so good. I, I don't understand. Even if him and Lacazette are both scoring, that's fine. Own one of them. Well, and I would no. say too, there is no part of me would think, okay, he is nine dollars. He's over nine, so automatically price ends up being a factor. But I just think no one is too expensive when the results are good enough. So I just think. What what's it going to take? If he scores two weeks in a row, he goes. If he gets returns in consecutive weeks, a goal and an assist, I feel like immediately you're going to start thinking about it. The second that he does what Mane has done to Salah, or any other player that the same the same or similar position are on the same club, and one guy starts outperforming the other, for the value, I think you immediately it's going to take two weeks of that before you start thinking about it really hard. I just I was more interested in. Does he have a spot? Because I just feel like yes, when because he was so important for them, he so is. important. He still is. I think. Okay. I think he has a spot when he comes back. You want to talk about midfielders or defenders? Let's let's do defenders next because there are fewer guys. We got to we got to roll through these quick. This is the weirdest, weirdest, weirdest of all. <laughs> okay. So I know Hector Bellerin has not played yet. Does Hector? How? What are the chances of Hector Bellerin coming back? Into the side, first of all, whenever he is ready. And does he come back in in a way that is useful for fantasy purposes? Gunner Dave, what do you say? No, he does not come directly back into the side. Okay. It's not like Lacazette where I think the second he's healthy and ready to go, Emery's on record as saying that he wants him uh, to play a few more either Europa matches and or under 23 games before they're willing to kind of unleash him on the on the Premier League. So I, I don't think he comes directly straight back in. I don't. Especially because okay. Callum Chambers, the last two starts that he's had, three if you include Europa League, has been arguably the best defender on the pitch. Are you buying the possibility of Matt Doherty doing this again at any point to the level he, he uh, achieved last season? No. No. That level was so high. I feel like that question might be unfair. I I am curious. He's come in, in in the last two weeks, and he's made instant impacts in both weeks. But he didn't score any points this week in the City win. Yeah, but but it changed. He scored one point. Like Brian said, it changed. Right, because he had to come sure. in off the bench. The he game, the game kind of changed for whatever reason. Sure, real in. life, not fantasy, though. I, I, no. I well, think that can hint. I think everyone's going to be super high on Wolves. They've got two weeks to get hyped up on beating City. Okay. And I think it's going to be a classic overreaction. Doherty's just so expensive at 6 I was going to say. Wolves host Southampton. The matchup looks good. I'm telling you, everyone's going to be hyped up on Wolves in two weeks' time. It's going to happen because we've got two weeks to talk about them. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 1-1 in that match. There's no way. Matt, Doherty, no way. All right, I'm going to give you one other name. I know this sounds insane. Matt Ritchie from Newcastle. <laughs> wow, that does sound insane. Now, here's why. It's not Jetro. So, it's not DeAndre. It's Matt Ritchie. The reason why I say You're going to try to sell me on Matt Ritchie? Go on. Let's the last it. three I, I seasons, The last three seasons, Matt Ritchie has scored at least 110 fantasy points. He scored okay. 100, over 110 fantasy points. 
Okay. Classed as a what was midfielder. He? Yes, he's, he's classed, classed as, as a midfielder. midfielder. Yeah. yeah. Classed as a defender now. I know there was some talk. I know this was already a consideration for people coming into the season. Newcastle sucks. Or already relegated. However, we know why he's not out there. Why he has not been out there. Yeah, he got hurt. By your guy, Hamza Chowdhury. Yeah. In August. <laughs> he's coming back. Matt Ritchie. You know, here, let me give you some other, let me give you some defender names who scored 110 or around 100 points last season. Okay. James Tarkowski and Ben Mee last season, both under 100 points. Harry Maguire scored 92 points last season. Shane Duffy scored 115 points last season. Ben Chilwell, 118. Aaron Wan-Bissaka had 120 points last season. Willie Boley had 120. Sheamus had 125. At least some of those guys were on the radar, if not owned significantly by people last season. They scored just about the same number of points that Matt Ritchie did when Matt Ritchie was a midfielder. So add all the clean sheet points for Matt Ritchie, whatever they're going to be. I'm just saying, is this somebody that when he comes back, he has a role in that this is a key player for Newcastle? I just want to throw it out there as... Do you buy the possibility of Matt Ritchie being relevant here in any way? Matt Ritchie is so not relevant. He's not even <laughs> okay. going to get to 100 points. Okay. That's my answer. All right. You agree? I I don't know what to think. I'm concerned a little bit with the, the ankle injury unknown return date okay. label. I do think, though, it's just a – oh, man, there's just so many question marks with Newcastle. Okay. If Rafa's there, it's a different story, and I think I, I would I would buy I would be on record as being able to buy buy this bounce back. But he's not, and with all the question marks, I cannot officially buy the bounce back. All right, I'm looking at my lineup, guys. I've got the I mean the money is no issue. I'm going to have so much money in the bank after I do this. But I'm thinking about taking a negative four after the international break already, and I'm going to go all Chelsea. Okay. Mountain Abraham in, Sun and Callum Wilson out. It's a no-brainer, right? I can't believe you're taking out Callum Wilson. I love this. I am shocked. I get it, but Abraham. Abraham he did it again this past he week. He seems to be a must-own. That's why I've owned him. And I'm not sending out Firmino. I've, I've been on, I'm not sending out Kane. I've been on Team Abraham for like the last six weeks. I'm going to take the money in my bank after I do this double Chelsea move, and next week I'm going to go to Aguero, Firmino to Aguero. Because I could do that, mm-hmm. and at that point I'll have Kane, Aguero, and Abraham up front, and Scott, that'll be, be what I want. Be careful, because I've owned Aguero and Abraham, and you see where I am in the table right now. I'm, I'm behind a, I'm you. Be- I'm ahead of you, but yeah, I'm closing the gap a little bit. But now's the time. Now's the time. The schedule is amazing. I agree. I mean, Callum and Son out. Mountain Abraham in. Yeah, I, you know, I, I would rather have Mountain Abraham over Son and Wilson. Yeah, personally, all I right. I'm hitting the button. I'm doing I can't believe now. you're doing this. I love it. I love that it's live. I, I've already, I think I've already said this on this pod, I made the move from Salah to Mane, and now I have a bunch of money sitting in the bank, and I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. If I do anything else, it would be a negative four. But I've got almost four pounds now in the bank. <laughs> I Honestly, that's too much. Nothing I can do. i got to go down to these guys. These are the guys to own. No, I, I know. I agree. I mean, but- I could go negative eight and take Aguero. You got to figure spend out. the money. No, I, I don't know. I Abraham 
No, no, that's fine. I'm just saying, don't let that money stay there long. It won't. Next week, right? it'll be used I, to I, get Aguero. Do yeah, I agree. Anyone and Trent Alexander Arnold. Anyone who's got much more than a dollar and a half, probably find some way to spend that money. Oh, it's gonna get spent. It's gonna get spent. But for one week, listen, I like, I love my lineup. And if you want to see what my lineup looks like, then after the international break, you need to follow us on Instagram, Fantasy Soccer FC. It's a running diary of what my lineup looks like. Occasionally, some of these other guys get involved, and you see what their lineups look like too. But uh, you're gonna see. I love my lineup. Uh, assuming that most Salah gets Scott, healthy. I love the move. This is what I hate for you. Not that you care about this because you're so rich with all your money in the bank. Is you missed, as of about 30 minutes ago, you missed the price rise of Mount and Abraham tonight. And you spent two-tenths more pound dollars. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. You should. Just saying. I don't care. But I like the move, though. I think it's a good move. Even with the negative four, I feel good. I, you should. I like Chelsea it. hosts Newcastle after the international break. I feel great about that. Abraham, triple captain coming in. The midfielders is where there's the highest quality. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's do Firestorm through these. Check this out. <laughs> I feel like there's some names that are real here. Yeah, sure. David Brooks. Uh, what? Hold on. I buy the best. Everyone back. knows how good David Brooks was last yes, season. It's I, true. And I know how cheap he was he also. He might last be season. the he might be the thing that makes Bournemouth the actual Bournemouth again. He'll be six point three pounds when he returns. So the that's, price that's more expensive than he was last exactly. year. Exactly. That's the one hesitation. So he was ruled out for three months in July. Puts him around the later end of the, you know, the high side of the time. He's towards the end of the timetable now. Right. Everyone has a five-ish pound midfielder. Okay. How, and the ability to go from that guy to Brooks if Brooks is performing. Everybody Te- has that. Telemans. Nathan Redmond's the same price. Harry Wilson was really popular. Teammate. Uh, Dwight McNeil, Buendia, Yarmolenko are all six. Like This is the yep. kind of player you're talking about. Yep. I feel like McGinn, by the time he comes back, McGinn's probably going to be... He does anything. I got to see it first. Right. Of course, you got to see it first. I'm just saying. But David Brooks belongs in the conversation. Yes. Okay. Yep. So somebody to keep an eye on. Either of the terrible Manchester United, not terrible Manchester United, but <laughs> either of the Manchester United useful midfielders at one point, Paul Pogba, Anthony Martial. Anthony Martial, yes, I will buy back when he, uh, not necessarily when he becomes available, but when he shows me that I can trust him. I won't buy Paul Pogba probably uh, ever again. Right, I was going to say we have we all agree Pogba cannot. There is no sense of relevance for him here. Right, right. we're done. With I, that. I agree with that. Martial went up point two in three weeks. I'm just saying, like he had it was clear he had 19 points in the first three weeks. Right. I just wonder where Martial was headed without this injury. Save the injury, sure. It it drives me crazy. Wilfred Zaha, are you buying in any way that this guy is going to go beyond what he's done? What's also, fascinating to me. Also Palace's, on nineteen. Also on nineteen points, by the way. Crystal Palace's place in the, in the table is sixth, and Zaha has been non-existent. Zaha yeah. has one assist. That's, and and that's it. Their schedule is not great. Brian do, brought up an interesting point today when he says, "Do you think that this is true? That Wilfred Zaha is playing just hard enough not to hurt himself?" Yes. 100% that, yes. That is all he's doing. That's exactly right. Brian that is 100% that right. Yes. He is, yes. And, and Palace's schedule is not great. 
He looks good when he's playing. January. He, he doesn't out. look great. When he's transferred he to a bigger good. club, I'm interested in Wilfried Zaha. Okay. The guy that's and that and, and that's coming from the guy me who wants Zaha to stay at Palace and be great there because he's actually going to be a superstar there. I digress. Uh, we are throwing Christian Eriksen completely out forever, right? Well, for now. I, I Can wanna... he come back to in any way? Yes. Where he has been, I just don't know how Spurs. If the rumors are true, and they're rumors, yeah. If if they're how they get through the rest of this season and and without resolving without resolving what's going on behind the scenes with Ericsson and Vertonghen. And there obviously there's there's oh, there's there has and to be Kane. there's got a lot there's a lot but going on. There's there. something I, something's going on for their their form to be and weird things to be happy. I just think it's it just feels like a lifetime ago that we were saying it it was weeks ago that we were saying how different Spurs looked the second Christian Eriksen steps on the pitch. The second that he subs in, the second that he's playing to the level that we've seen Christian yeah. Eriksen no, play. No, I agree. He, the, it it transformed them and now we've gone to a place where they look like they could lose 3 nothing to any team that plays against them at any level. Yeah. Anywhere, no, it's it's not good, and, and I don't understand it. L- again, like That's I said, why I'm asking like I said cr- before we went on air, that something weird is going on. Whether the rumors are true or not, something weird is going on because their their chemistry that's always been really good is not there, and it's it's non-existent. The guy that is the lowest based on last season's performance that could bounce back the highest is Gilfie Sigurdsson. Oh man, pod favorite, Gilfie Sigurdsson. <sighs> Come back. You know, it's, it's so hard for me to answer that because I had Gilfeet from the start of the season until I wild-carded. And he, I was determined to have him in all year because he's that guy, by the end of the season, he's going to score some points. And you want all of his points by the end of the season. And I, I sent him out my wild card. I hope he doesn't bounce back because I sent him out. He's 49th or something like that I know. overall. Could he do it? Yes. Can, yeah, let me just. But you know what's going to be interesting? He's going to do it in a way where we don't recognize it that's all probably, year that's again. Probably true. Again, much, maybe. I, I'm screaming. This year this, might be a little different. I'm screaming this every week because the the numbers never have. I feel like they're not making sense in so many ways. Last season, he finished with he was seventh overall in in key passes, so he created seventy five shots over the course of the season. Seventh seventh best it was two two key passes per game average. You know he's averaging this season so far. You know where he is so far right Three now. Three key passes. He is tied for third for yeah. key passes. He's averaging two point eight key passes per match. So he's better in creating shots wow. this season so far, and it does not make sense. Actually, it does. You know what it is? Everton didn't do the one thing they needed to do, and that was to sign an experienced striker. They didn't do it. That is the. The, there's no club in the Premier League that had such a glaring need as Everton, and they left it unsigned. Yeah. They, they, they didn't do anything about it. Moyes, Keane. Yeah. He's even younger than DCL. Yep. That doesn't make any sense. He created the fourth. And guess what, Dave? Mm. Everton's near the bottom of the table because of it. There was rumors for like a day that they might try to sign Mario Mandzukic. And that would have made the most sense in the world. I like the Diego Costa rumors the most. Yeah, that, that would have been that, really that interesting. Would have been awesome. <laughs> he was fourth fourth best for all midfielders for creating big chances. 
he's tied for fifth so far this season. He he had six assists. He only's got one so far this season. So you're saying it's not you, it's my friends. What's I mean, he averaged listen, this like either way I still Last season him. he averaged 1.4 shots per game. He's averaging 1.3 shots per game this season. Like there is nothing that's all that different about yeah. what Gilfie has done yeah. in terms of his the only thing is output. Yeah. Everything every all the other stats are basically the same as they were or at least on pace for what they were last season. And he's getting nothing. Everton's lost their mojo oh, too. I mean, er- so Everton bad. and Spurs have both lost their mojo, and I don't want to do, I don't want anything to do with any of their players until they find their mojo, Scott. I okay. totally agree. That's why I sent one of them out. I'm going to keep Harry Kane. I think if there's anyone who can do it, it's him. But with that said, we are now heading into the international break. You've gotten more than you could handle. We've given you two weeks' worth of information, which is good because we've got two weeks now till the next right. round of Premier League matches. While you listen to this pod and continue to wait for more Premier League matches, please check us out on all of the different avenues where we update our information. FantasySoccerFC.com Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon. FantasySoccerFC is where we're at all across those different social media channels. Please check us out. We will update our content across those channels during this international break, so make sure you follow us while you wait for more matches like we will be. That's it. For the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.